Buckle up, everyone, and welcome to Carpool Rugby League, the show where three rugby league tragics talk everything rugby league on your way to or from work. I'm Graham. I'm Shano. And I'm the chameleon. Welcome aboard and on with the show. Yes, it's Wednesday. You know what that means. We've got another episode of Carpool Rugby League coming your way. And I'll tell you what, fellas, um, plenty happening in the world of Rugby League. We are on the run home. Um, plenty of talking points this week. We did, um, well, we've almost got a, a couple of weeks worth of uh, news to catch up on. But uh, we'll try to do our best scenes though we weren't on the airwaves last week. But um, mm. look, realistically, Shano, there's, um, there's a lot happening in... Everyone is looking towards this run home. We we almost need a carpool rugby league t shirt with the run home on the back because uh, it is, it's um, right. it's a big thing in rugby league. I'll wear it everywhere. Um, it's true. It's true. It's 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 far. It's it's, it's very exciting. Look, there's so many teams in the mix. Um, big games on the weekend dictated where teams probably could or could not finish. Um. It, it, it's big. There's been uh, suspensions. There's been injuries. Um, there's there's injuries that people are saying are going to take a knee on, which might not anymore. Uh, there's it, it, it's it's you know like it's funny. I often felt um, and you know all our teams in this podcast went to grand final, but I almost felt last year was a bit like I, I suppose because the distance and what was happening with COVID. It really, it's got that energy again, that that hairs on the back of your neck standing up energy that the NRL generates this time of year post-Origin uh, where there's teams vying for positions, there's teams that are just failing, there's teams finding a bit of form and getting themselves um, out of spoon contention. You know, that it's like everyone this time of year has something to fight for, regardless of where you are on that table. It's whether it's whether it's top four, top eight, pride, or avoiding the spoon. It's like every game now matters, regardless pride. of who's playing. That's a dangerous word, Shano. I was going to say well, we did. Yeah, <laughs> playing yeah. for pride. Yeah, come on, don't, oh, don't don't get me started because <laughs> the fucking ignorance that was shown last week by certain people need need to. Yeah, anyway, I'll stop because. Yeah. Because yeah, we, best not we, to talk about it. Because I will, I will blow up deluxe. Because there's certain people that showed significant ignorance in both football and the media, and certain people that stepped up to the plate, mind you, that should have been um, heralded. But anyway, we'll talk yeah. about football. We'll talk about the football. As we know, we're always uh, a podcast that's going to promote um, equality and diversity here. So. Um, Look, we, we, that's why really... us three are doing it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, about... That's why I went on the airway. I, I, I was going to say, look, you know, we talked about Thank you, Apple. The, 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 the run. <laughs> we talked about the run home. We've got this big, um, you know, this, this, this big build up towards the end. And I kind of feel like for you, Griffo, you are the chameleon. Um, you know, those colors are changing. You're coming out of your shell. You're getting ready for finals. And I can already tell that you're getting excited for this uh, this run into the final series. 
so much so that I think yeah, he's... I uh... well, oh, there he is. I thought we lost you. Yeah, we yeah. got you so excited. Yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it can be hard to find sometimes. Um, can you still hear me? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Just tell me my internet connection stable. No shit. Um, okay. <laughs> can you hear me? Yep. No surprise right. to the listeners there. Okay, I know. I'm doing my weekly apology, listeners. Um, look, uh, 2022 um, <clears throat> shapes up as one of the old time great final series because I stickly think that there are going to be eight teams in the finals who will think that they have a chance of winning the comp. Whichever eight teams get there. Um, unlike last year, where there are mm. only six teams. Mm. Um, but if you look at team number eight on the ladder, it's the Roosters. Mm. Now, I did tip the Roosters this year to take out the, the minor premiership. Probably we all did. Yeah, um, all three of us did. Well, they ain't going to do that. But to be fair, and we talked about this today, um, the minor premiership don't really matter too much. Um, only thing on the Roosters' mind, because they've won plenty of minor premierships. I think they won three in a row there at one stage. They want the uh, premiership trophy. Um, the Rabbitohs in seven, they want the premiership trophy. The Eels in six, they want it. They haven't felt it for, no, I don't even know if it was the same trophy. Um, Broncos, they want it. The Storm, they know what it looks like. They know how it feels. They're still up there. The Sharks, they're, they're a really good side. They proved that last week. Um, they're a realistic chance. The Cowboys, well, a number of us, uh, not just us, but many tip them to win the wooden spoon. Mm-hmm. Um, if they win a spoon this year, it'll be golden uh, because uh, <laughs> they've been amazing. They are a realistic chance of winning the competition. And then on number one spot, currently got the Panthers. They're very much a chance of retaining their trophy. Just outside that, you've got the Raiders in ninth, who I believe, with the draw, will force themselves into the eight, um, which means one of those teams above them would have to drop out. Um, massive game for the Raiders this week. We'll talk about that later. Mm. Manly... Um, well, it's it's do or die this week. Uh, if they lose, well, they're pretty much uh, not going to make the eight. Um, I know, Graham, uh, I think today you mentioned uh, they had a decent draw. Um, well, someone mentioned yeah, it. Yeah, no, but... that was that was me. I'm actually very yeah. keen on the Raiders making the top eight. I um... Yeah, well, the Raiders have got mm. a great draw. Manly's got a good draw. Uh, Dragons are on 20. Um I don't care what sort of draw they got, but they can get there. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so not only is it a, a, a race for the top four, it's a race for the top eight. And whichever teams make it into the top eight on any given day can win against any of the other teams. Problem is for those in the bottom half of the, of the top eight, they're going to win four in a row. And that's going to be tough. Yeah, right. And I think what uh, I think Griffo, what's different from previous years, I think what last year and maybe somewhat the year before has shown us is that you know I was always the I was always of the opinion the top eight and the final series is like another competition. You just make it into the finals and you've got 
every chance. I think momentum is going to drive what happens. And you're going to, you might find that with, you know, you look at certain teams and they run home. If they get the eight, they're going to be beating some pretty big sides. They're going to be playing each other already. It, it, it's, it's, it's almost like you could see, you could see certain teams play each other. And then three weeks later, they're playing each other in the finals. What a show there. Yeah. Oh, it's great. Yeah, it, it is really right. good. And, and like you guys said, when we look at the ladder, um, just to give people an understanding of where where we're at with the ladder, um, I'll, I'll go through the scores from last week and go through the ladder because there are a couple of teams uh, in 8th, ninth, maybe three teams, I should say. Um, I want to just give the run home for the Roosters, Raiders and Seagulls after that too and have a bit of a chat to you guys because really I think they're the three teams that are battling out for 8th spot. The Rabbitohs aren't guaranteed. Uh, even some people may even suggest that the Eels are not guaranteed, but you'd have to think that after their win on the weekend over uh, Penrith, they went a long way to to sealing that spot. Um, the Roosters, we do know, I mentioned them. They started out the round last week on Thursday night over the Seagulls. They were missing some players, uh, but um, the, the scoreline was 20 points to 10 for the Roosters, a very important win for them. The Storm came back to the uh, the winner's circle after, I think it was, was it four on the trot, fellas, that they lost? Yeah, um, four losses. Wow, it's just unbelievable to think that we'd say that about the Storm. The Warriors uh, just, just weren't able to get near them, uh, 24 points to 12. The second game on Friday saw the Parramatta Eels, 34 to 10 victors over the Penrith Panthers. Um, we'll get to... A few tidbits and uh, news items out of that one, but obviously, uh, well, I reckon Panthers... if you're listening to this podcast, you already know what we're going to talk about. Yeah, yeah, you'll 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 know that the Panthers played um, the majority of that game a man down, and we're going to have, as you'd imagine, a bit of chat about um, Nathan Cleary and that tackle. Also, too, we'll we'll have to touch on the fact that the Parramatta Eels look as though they'll be without Mitchell Moses going forward. Uh, the Raiders. Uh, big bit in the tidbits tonight, Gray. Just released from Brad Arthur himself. So okay. listen up, Para fans. Yeah. Stay tuned for that one, guys, because um, it sounds as though we've got some uh, some breaking news there. The Raiders scored a lot of points and let a lot of points in, but um, lucky for them, they scored more than the Titans, 36-24, to 24, uh, to keep their finals hopes alive. The Sharks, 21 points to 20 over the Rabbitohs. That game going to uh, Golden Point extra time. Uh, the West Tigers uh, with a win, albeit um, unfortunately losing Jackson Hastings to a broken leg throughout the game. Uh, 32 points, the Tigers over the Broncos at Suncorp Stadium. The Bulldogs, 24 to 10 over the Newcastle Knights. And the second place Cowboys continue their winning ways with a 34 to eight victory over the St. George Illawarra Dragons. So basically, guys, what that tells us with the ladder, we know the Panthers, they're running away with it at the, the top of the ladder. They've got a six-point gap. Um, so they're, they're hot favorites for the minor premiership. Griffo mentioned, though, that the minor premiership, um, everyone would trade it in for an actual premiership. So Panthers sitting well to get that home final and the minor premiership. Cowboys are in 30 points in second spot. Uh, the Sharks are only two points behind them on 28. Then we have the Storm, Broncos, and Eels all on 26. Seventh spot belongs to the Rabbitohs on 24. The Roosters in eighth on 22. The Raiders also on 22. Uh, but unfortunately for them, they do have a far inferior 
for and against to the Sydney Roosters. Uh, the Seagulls are on 20 points. The Dragons also on 20 points. So you'd really... I know a lot of people are riding off the Dragons given their performances, but um, as we say this time of year, mathematically, uh, they're still right in the top eight race. And then you have uh, on 14 points, the Dogs, 12 points, the Warriors, and Knights, 10 points, the Tigers, and alone at the bottom on eight points are the Titans. So just just looking at those teams, guys, I know we don't want to disrespect the Dragons, but I think a lot of people are looking at uh, the Roosters, Raiders, and Manly. Is that fair to say they're the three teams we're looking at that are vying for uh, that eighth spot? Yeah, and, and for and against plays an issue there as well. I think that, yeah. you know, it, all... I know the Raiders, I know the, sorry, the Roosters, the, you know, it, it seems like they're going to be, um, Ford-wise, they, they, you know, the Matt Lodge decision to to, to get him is, is a good idea. But, you know, once they get their, their back lines, great. So I think, um, yeah, if if the Roosters are within earshot of the eight, their for and against says they're going to get there. Um, the other teams really have to, they have to win one more game. That's a big ask right now. Mm. Um, you know, so it's, it's not about winning anymore. It's not about winning by a margin anymore for these, for those other guys, uh, the Raiders and the, and the Seagulls. It's about winning one more game than the Roosters. That's where they've got to be at. Well, looking at the Roosters run home, Griffo, um, it's not easy sailing for them. They actually have one of the toughest runs home. Um, they only play one team outside of the top eight. So I'll give you their run home. We know this week, and we'll talk about this game in particular later on, they play the Broncos. Week after is the Cowboys. Then they have Tigers, Storm, and the big match with the Rabbitohs uh, at the newly rebuilt Allianz Stadium in round Can't 25. Wait. Can't wait. So, look, the real... Your tickets, yeah. Yep. Yeah, we've got our tickets over oh, there. Oh, it's a big, it's a big yep. weekend in the uh, yeah, actually, big weekend for the family that weekend. It's a, uh, it's the first it's night. It's a Bucks of a, weekend that yeah. weekend. <laughs> it's the first. So night it starts of a... Friday night. Who's getting married? Uh, our cousin Travis. Oh, good on him. Shout Travis. Out to Travis. If you're listening, he's, he's getting married. Big Rabbitohs fan. Uh, he's getting married. He's um, yeah. So it's a, it's a, it's a good thing. Well, that is yeah. a big weekend. That's starts there. So look, I mean, if you were to rate that run home, it wouldn't be tell the, the most... truth. It starts on the way there. Anyway. <laughs> wow! Hey, I'll tell you what, fellas, I'm not driving to the Roosters. Oh, I can't wait to see that Jazzy's please. Be... Um... I think the last time I drove to a Roosters house game, I dropped you boys off on Cleveland Street somewhere. Oh, that was one of the great nights. <laughs> but I digress. Um... I never forget that night. <laughs> Ah, oh, I drove it. It was a belter. But anyway, um, yeah, like you'd, you'd, you'd have to say that it all starts big game this week, I suppose, Griffo, the Broncos. But then with your, your big games against the likes of the Cowboys, Storm, and that last game against the Rabbitohs could well be for a spot in the eight. Um, looking at their run home, how do you how do you feel about the Roosters? It's a tough run. Um, they can't be off their game, like. As you said, Graham, the, the thing in favour of the... Or Shane O'Matt said it. Mm. The thing in favour of the Roosters has got a good for and against compared to all the teams around them. Um, so they're plus 89. If they win enough games, well, they're going to add to that plus 89. Um, 
and it's going to be hard for other teams to come over the top of them on for and against. Uh, so they're in control of their own destiny. Uh, really, as are the Raiders. Raiders on same number of points. The Raiders win all their games, 32 points. You're comfortable in the eight, no doubt. Um, I don't know what pittance of points it was last year. The Titans had 10 wins plus the bye. They got 22 points last year. That's you know, that's that's the sort of competition we're looking at now. The Roosters and the Raiders, after round 20, oh, already yeah. got 22 points. Yeah. Um, so this is a, this is a real competition. Um, you might need you might need 30 points. Um, I don't think you know, I, I think more likely it might be 28 might be the cutoff, um, and then four and again plus a roll, but. Uh, Raiders with a good draw. They're, they're favoured to probably make the eight at the expense of who we don't know. Mm. And that's that's really the big question because I'd actually even think with this um, with this competition, you'd be looking at at least twenty eight points, depending on how results go. I mean, it'd be it'd be a phenomenal effort if you have to get thirty to get in, but. Um, Given the Raiders uh, draw, Shane, I know that you know I've alluded to it many times, and mm. I've, I'm 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 keen on them making the eight. I think I said it on air last week, Griff. I said they're going to make the eight. Uh, their toughest oof. game, their toughest game, is this week against the Panthers, Shano. Uh, obviously, that's a tough one. Oh, Not as tough as it would normally have no, been. No. But let me just let you just before you comment on the Raiders, let me just give yeah. you their run after the Panthers. We've got Dragons. Mm. Knights, Manly yep. Tigers. I, I think that I think Manly Tigers is probably uh, they're probably two games that I would say. You know, you could uh, you could argue that, yeah, you could argue that they'd they'd they'd, they'd get that pretty easily. Um, I, I I I think when I look at the Raiders, the problem for me lies in the fact that, you know, like I'm trying to find a nice way of saying this. The Panthers are going to hold their line, right? The Raiders have failed to crack the line against, against poor opposition at times. Without Cleary and Luai, okay, that takes away a lot of attacking prowess from, from, from the Panthers. It takes... They're still defending well. And, and you know, there were shambles in, in that first half last week, the Panthers. You get you rarely get that. Like, kudos to Parramatta, whose forward pack tore them to bits. In that second half, Panthers went back to their systems. They went back to what they knew, and they held their line fast. And correct me if I'm wrong, it was 6-all in the second half? Oh, 6-4. 6-4, sorry. Yeah. Um, so, didn't get the kick. That's right. Sorry. Um I I think that look, Jack Whiten is the guy at number six. He he's got to take control of this attacking side because, you know, when you look at when you look at the when you look at the Raiders, the Raiders are minus for and against. Yep. And they've played, you know, they've and against certain opposition, they really haven't shown up. They have shown up at times and they haven't. I think the waxing and waning that they show, they've really got to make sure that they 
that they're on point. I, I look, I think the Raiders of all those outer sides are the side that has the most that has the most opportunity. I think that when you look at it, it's 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 what they do with their attacking side of things that's going to help. Like the problem with the Raiders is this. They leak points. They're minus 13 from memory. Um, you know, manly rate, uh, a plus eight. You're this far in the game and where you're sitting, if you're in the minus, you know you'll have a problem leaking points. And the thing is, if your defensive structures aren't up to scratch, you're not going to make it in, in, at the moment. And the we talk about the roosters. The roosters only have to go toe to toe with with the with the raiders. It's, I, I've, you know, there's a part of me that says if the raiders make it, buy a lottery ticket because you probably scratch to get there. I, I'll be open and honest. I I don't, I don't know if the raiders are playing the football that they deserve to get there. If they win their next four and Whiten plays well, no, you know. Nickel Clockstad, he's he's out of the he's out of the picture now, pretty much. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what they do with if if Whiten and Fogarty can make this side play well and, and can drive this side, and on the weekend really play well against Penrith. Well, then okay, I'll 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 go the green machine. Until I see that. Because I haven't really seen that yet. Until I see that, the jury's out. Because um, you know, we, we we do talk about their their we do talk, we do talk about their um their their draw. I think round twenty four for them is the big round. Yeah, um, that could be that's for... manly. Yeah, that that's the thing, and that's that's where it sits. If the, if if they're if they're undefeated when they hit Manly, they're probably going to get in. If they're if they're maybe maybe not by the time they hit Manly, then Manly have a lot to play for. And when Manly have a lot to play for, Desi just finds something extra. Yeah, I mean, it, it does really depend. I mean, I've, I I don't know what what everyone listening at home is a bit like. I love this time of year. I, I get on the NRL. I do the ladder predictor, and I look at all the different ways it can all happen. I've done the ladder predictor with the Raiders losing to Penrith and still making the top eight. Um, I, yeah, they may have You know have what to... got me? You know what gets me? Three three wins will put them on 28. Now, you're talking about the Roosters for and against being superior. You're assuming that they're going to win three of those yeah, games going home. In July, they lost to the... They lost to the... They lost yeah, to the Dragons July. in July. It's not July anymore. But and I know, but it's, know. Not, it's not... But the thing is this... Okay, they lost to the like. There's certain times where I look at it. They lost to the Dragons. They won twenty to eighteen against the against the against the Newcastle Knights. They're two teams they play. You know, like I I want to see something in this week where the halves take total control of this game that says, yeah, the Canberra Raiders can make it. I'm a fan of the Raiders. I I don't I don't begrudge them a finals berth. But what I'm saying is, is that, you know, we talk about who they're playing. Yep. Who they're playing this far, this far, you know, this year they haven't really shown 
much, much against the sides they're playing. Like the Dragons beat them this year. They play, I thought, I actually thought the Knights were unlucky against them to, to, when the Knights went down by two. And then they play the Seagulls. I, I, I don't know. I, I would like to see something clinical this week to say, yep, mm. you deserve to be there. Yeah, I, I, I think it's hard to go back and talk about form in July and what was going on in July and, and look at head-to-heads. I mean, in June, the Raiders beat the Roosters. The, the point I'm sort of making here is that for the Raiders to get to that 28 points, which could get you into the eight, um, I don't think they're going to have to work as hard for it as, say, the Roosters. So the Roosters would have to win three games out of their last five to get to 28 points. We'd give them a win against the Tigers... But that would mean they'd have to beat, they'd have to win two of these te- two of these games. They'd have to beat out of these four teams. They've got to beat two of them: Broncos, Cowboys, South Storm. The biggest game for the Roosters this weekend. If they this, lose weekend, this weekend is the biggest does that game change for the, the whole, Does that change the whole dynamic of it? Then all of a sudden they're looking no at no butcher, no <laughs> Collins, no butcher, no Collins. This is big. After that, they're now that that yeah. I mean. I don't know. Look, it's it's all up there. I just think um, I I I think a lot of people are underestimating that 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 run for the Raiders. Um, obviously, Griffo, the other team we've got to talk about um, are the Manly Seagulls. Now, um, as we said, like twenty eight points could be the magic number. It, it all depends if teams finish the same. We know the Roosters have that that great for and against. The Manly Seagulls run home, Griffo. Um, they've got Para this week. That's a huge game. Absolute cracker of a game Friday night. They then play the Titans, which you'd expect them to win. Then they've got that a real tough game against the Sharks. The shootout against the Raiders, which you'd think could even be for a uh, top eight spot. And then they finish off with the Bulldogs. Um, yet again, not as, not as tough as... The Roosters, they're in a bit of a different uh, spot there because we need to remember for the Seagulls, they are two points behind the Roosters and Raiders. Um, what are your thoughts on their run home and, and, and top eight contention? Yeah. I can't see them making it. Uh, I think, well, they've almost got win every game. Um they're on 20 points. If they do win every game, they get to 30. Well, you'll be in the eight with 30, uh, I would suspect. But um, 28, I don't think will be enough for them because their for and against is down. If they were to get to 28, obviously they're going to build on that because they're going to have four wins. Um, this game against power is crucial. If they lose this week, I'm writing them off. Um, because those other games, like you said, they, they probably favor the Raiders. And I think there was one other team you said uh, in the mix there who they got to play as well. Um, what was that other team, Graham? Was it the Sharks? Yeah, they played they play the Sharks, which is going to be a Sharks, tough game, uh, obviously. A tough game for them. Yeah, yeah so um, I, I, I don't like Manly's chances. I don't like this chances, but uh, it's all over if they lose this week. Can I can I add something to this? Yeah. Sorry, I think I'm, I might have. Yeah, my internet's not that great either. The worst foreign, the worst foreign against in the bottom four 
is man is is sorry not manly is the is the eels. Yeah. Can I just paint this picture? This week the eels play the seagulls. Mm-hmm. Next week. Next week they play the bunnies. The week after Ballgy that. Team. Bulgy team for the Eels. Yeah, the, mm. yeah. hopefully. The weekend after <laughs> that, they play the Bulldogs. Okay, Bulldogs are Bulldogs. Bulgy team for the Eels. The, the week after that, they play the, the they play the Broncos at Suncorp. And the week after that, they play the Storm. Yep. Jeez, they've got, like, we can talk about the teams who are going to make it. That's a big run home for that. I know South Sydney have a big run home, and, and a lot's been made of South Sydney's run home. When you look at that, when you look at that, plus I know I know in Tibbets we're going to talk Mitchell Moses. That that really, if they were to drop four or six points in the run home and that for and against dwindles, that would be magical for teams like the Roosters. Yeah, I and mean, South Sydney, and South a, Sydney, they, they've a, got the worst for and against. Not by not by ten twenty. They've got to by about fifty. And this is where 50. this is where you have that situation where if Parramatta now we look at the current ladder, Parramatta are on twenty six. A lot of people were saying after last week's game they're safe. Two more points is that twenty eight number. I have a that's exa- I, I have a feeling that the, given that run that you just gave, Shane, there are many punters that may think that the only game that they're really confident the Eels will get the two points in is that game against Canterbury, which could leave them on what? 28 Canterbury's points. Team for that side. Yeah, I mean, but, you know, given, but, given ladder position and so on and so forth, Parramatta need to ensure they win two of those games to get that top eight spot. Um. I, yeah, I don't think that it's only eight spot up for grabs. Other people will argue too that South Sydney um, could even drop out of the top eight. That's another That's yeah, another the possibility. The only thing saving South is the same as the Roosters. Their for and against is... Their for and against is very good. So if they, if they can just stay toe-to-toe with that, whoever's got the same points as eight, they're, they're in the finals. Now, there that is- doesn't bode... That doesn't bode well for the finals because that means that they've probably lost to some significant teams like the Cowboys, like Penrith, like the Roosters, and like like um, Parramatta. I mean, that's that's their last four games. We know they got the Warriors this week, and we'll talk about that. But realistically, I mean, just to get uh, someone who's who's not a fan of the club, Griffo, after the Warriors game this week, which you'd hope and expect they'd win with a run like the Eels, Panthers, Cowboys, Roosters. South Sydney are either going to, I mean, if well, they, they're if going they to win, prove themselves or they're going to fall on their sword. Mm, but yeah, that, that, that's a tough run, isn't it, Griff? Yeah, it is. Um, but I, I will say, with a lot of those games, whether South win those games or not, is up to South. Yeah. Um, good point. They had the winning of that game last week. That's a costly. Possibly lost the two points at Shark Park, whether they call it points, but whatever. Um, mm. If they were on 26, I hate the word if, um, yeah. I won't use it. It's their destiny. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it. Like, if, 
know, Griffo says he We'd hates them. We'd be talking the about them very differently if, if, if they, they won. won yeah, last yeah had they won. And, you know, this is where Latrell Mitchell, 20 out, field goal, really just nailed it. Well, had they had they won last week, I know that's a big if, they'd be sitting fifth. Well, be I reckon we've got a week ahead of us. Let's start thinking about that. Yeah, yeah. all right. And really, Shana, you're the you're the main man that's got to keep us up to date with all the things that have been going no. on. That's, that's a lot of the talk about what's been happening uh, over the week, obviously, we missed last week. But uh, just to keep us up to date with the, um, the major points in rugby league, oh, we're going to hit Shana with a couple of weeks. Shana Sippets. Yes, it's the tidbits. Uh, Mitchell Moses, we spoke about him. Uh, he had surgery this week and it appears like it went like a dream. They're actually talking about him only spending two weeks on the sideline. That would be massive. That would be wow. absolutely massive for the Parramatta Eels. If he was to only miss two games, I think that would be big for him. Apparently, from what we're hearing, um, happy to start training, light training, leg work and stuff like that. So that's that's not sitting at home um, wallowing in self-pity. That is some fantastic news. Um for for the for, for him because it really when it was four weeks possibly six at the start of this week you just thought Ooh, things aren't going to go well but um things things are looking a little bit different um young rookie Kay dykes for the uh for the cronulla sharks you know i like these little uh bits here um look fresh face for cronulla uh, he turned down he turned down um, a number of offers, two of those being from um, Wayne Bennett and another one from Phil Gould to um, to make his debut for the club on Saturday. So a young man who who stuck to his guns wanted to play for the club, and it looks like he will be playing for them. Look, guys, um, we you know we can all talk about Peter Volandi's and um and what's going on for those in rugby league land uh there's a lot going on regarding stadiums so we know that um that the sfs has all been redone and whatnot as part of the rugby leagues uh and volandis um did negotiate this as part of the rugby league going forward they looked at earmarking certain grounds to get upgraded to give you an example it's actually not set in stone that if the Sharks win, actually, it is almost set in stone. If the Sharks get a top four spot, they will not host a home final. They won't host a home final because the NRL doesn't deem their ground to be of standard. So this is a problem. They went to the government and, and Volandis went to the government on behalf of certain clubs. Uh, for example, Penrith are getting their upgrade. The, the Tigers are getting, want theirs at Leichhardt. You've got the SFS, which have had theirs. Things like uh, Cronulla getting theirs. Uh, getting an upgrade to make these uh, suburban grounds something to behold. And, of course, we know there's a, bigger, um, there's a bigger thing in this. If a place like Australia wants to host the World Cup of football, they need grounds that are able to do that. So that helps in that. The government have recently pulled the pin on a lot of these upgrades bar one, and that's the Penrith one. Surprise, surprise, um, which is fine because, you know, 
Stuart Ayres uh, secured that one. Volandis, not there anymore, Shane. Well, Volandis is ropeable. Volandis is absolutely ropeable to the point where he has actually documentation which says that this, these upgrades are a stipulation of New South Wales hosting a grand final till, till 2043, I think it was. It's a big move by... Now, the Perrottet government blamed COVID, they blamed jobs, they, and, and, and Volandi's come out this morning and said, look, to, to, to put jobs and employment within this is, is pretty poor. What it does do is this. It's opened the Palaszczuk government to come in and look at the grand final. Volandi's is more than happy with this. It's, it's a lot of... There's a lot of ifs and buts at the moment. But it's a watch this space because clubs like Cronulla, when you look at Leichhardt, you look at some suburban grounds that we're going to get some significant upgrades. At the moment, the Penrith one, whilst it seems to be earmarked as a, as a big tick, there's a number of opposition who actually have said they want an inquiry as to why it was accepted and why the Harness Club has been has been uh, acquired as the site. If that gets passed and everyone and and you know and that everything takes place, that could actually also see in my mind that could also see that development actually put on the back burner until an inquiry takes place. This is massive because whilst you're thinking, okay, what's it really matter? Part of the part of the um, part of the funding was, was to give to the SFS and the trust to spend on teams coming to that place. We know that they were instead to make a massive move at South Sydney to throw a lot of cash at South Sydney to come and play at the SFS. That's now not going to happen. We know certain grounds aren't going to get upgraded. We also know that if an inquiry takes place into how the government acquires the harness with well, Penrith Paceway, which is owned by Penrith Agricultural Society, that could actually stop that for another 12 months. So all this has, uh, has these implications of where Volandis could actually pull the pin on a New South Wales grand final. Um, again, it's to watch this space. And you know, you know, as, as part of the tidbits, I like to, throw something different out there. But when I was watching the computations of this unfold in the last 48 hours, I really look at, I do think the Penrith one is safe. I, I, I don't think, I don't think that, but it's, there's a lot of other things. Manly is another club that are going to be disadvantaged by this. Um, <clears throat> so it's for, for clubs within the Sydney region to watch this space, Perrottet government have said it's because of COVID, it's because of jobs. I think the Perrottet government is doing a very good job at trying to grab the wider community's sentiment on this. Um, however, um, it does one of two things. It stifles New South Wales' ability to host big tournaments outside of rugby league. It gives the Queensland government into the grand final and it puts the whole... Uh, grand final back on the bidding wall, which the Palaszczuk government have absolutely welcomed with open arms. They said, we'll throw everything but the kitchen sink at it. And if you want money, we've got it. So um, 
very interesting times ahead when it comes to that. Uh, I know it's I know it's not about players and it's not about clubs, but I think this is really important that in 20 years' time, you could be sitting at the ground looking at certain things. And I, I talk fondly about when I went to Penrith Park back in the day and they didn't have the stand, I was sitting on the hill. Um, you know, fast forward 30-odd years, we've got to fast forward 30-odd years to see what rugby league looks like. And... Um, I would have thought it would have had state-of-the-art stadiums like, like Combank, and I'm sure the SFS is the same. So um, it's it's going to be an interesting thing because we already know certain clubs won't be able to host the finals. Then they're upset about it. They thought they were getting a green light for an upgrade that allowed them to do that. That has now been absolutely quashed. So, yeah, um, everything else seems to be more or less in the team news. So I'll leave it there for my tidbits. Wonderful. Thanks, Shane. Thanks for keeping us up to date. Um, massive news there for Mitchell Moses. If he's only missing for two weeks, that could change everything that we've looked at uh, over the past, um, you know, 20 minutes or so with that. So uh, I think that's going to be a massive indication as to... Um, how the um the eels are going to go all right another big part of the podcast is of course the chameleon segment we're always interested to see what grab desire so it's time for griffo's grab okay um usually with the grab i like to make it uh, something that I was viewing live at the time. It doesn't always work out that way, but um, to be honest, I didn't see uh, a number of the games last weekend. Uh, one of the games, or one of the halves I saw was the Cowboys v. Dragons. And um, early in that game, uh, the Cowboys fullback Scott Drinkwater again. on the right hand side it's probably about 25 30 meter out from the line jack bird had uh, rushed up drink water went straight past him uh, he put his palm into billy burns chest uh, he beat another and then he had a flick pass out to carl felt who got the cowboys into the lead at that point in time so that was one incident uh, that I focused on. Um, there were a lot of other things, obviously, that happened. Um, it grabbed my eye also, I must say, that the Tigers' performance overall to beat the Broncos. Mm. But I'm going to go with, the, again, uh, not for the first time this year, Cowboys fullback Scott Drinkwater with a lovely piece of play, and he, he went on to do some other very good things in that game. Yeah, uh, very, so, well done. Him. Very, very good footballer. He's one of those ones where even... Like last year when the Cowboys were were playing poorly, uh, he was he was one player that we really talked about having to be a feature in this spine. And um, yeah, this is with the Cowboys. It's funny because I was even thinking about today, Griffo, that the one of the main criticisms I know I had of them um, was the fact that they didn't really recruit all that well in the off season, and it it just shows. So that we thought. Oh, so we thought. Yeah, it just shows. <laughs> 
it just shows that they they just needed faith and they saw where that that talent was. But um, yeah, looking looking at their side, I mean that Drinkwater, Deard, and Townsend, um, yeah, basically through that spine there, they're they're really key for the Cowboys. If they keep those players on the field, um, we're looking at the Cowboys being a genuine premiership threat. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I probably, to be to be honest, the moment, I would have them a second favourite if I was, um, you know, uh, I don't I don't bet, as you know, but, yeah. uh, uh, you know, Penrith's favourite. I'm looking at they're still $2 favourite, which is crazy. Short. Um, that is short there. <laughs> it's, it, uh, given it's the circumstances, the, but even not taking that into account, are capable of beating Penrith in a game. It's yeah. not a series. If it went to a series, I'd, I'd be thinking Penrith are a stronger chance than anyone. And they still are, but not to the extent that sports bet have gotten a $2 favourite and then uh, Cowboys Sharks $8, Storm 9. Would you um, agree with that, that sort of the Cowboys Sharks are that equals second rung? Um, yeah, probably. But I, I don't think they're equal second. I, I'd have the Cowboys out of the Sharks slightly. Yeah. Um, and obviously the yeah, Storms the, form would well, indicate there. They are at the moment. And I, I think that's fair, given, again, the situation they're faced with, which is no Papinals and, and a backline, which has sort of been shredded, basically. Um, mm. So I can understand that. I mean, they're capable of winning, but I, I, I've got them down the list at the moment, Storm. Anyway, that's yep. the grab, Scott Drinkwater. Yeah, good one. I like it. I like it this week. I like what Scott Drinkwater's doing. I like what the Cowboys are doing. And as always, from the highs of the week to the lows of the week, it's time for Graham's Gaff. Yes, the world's longest intro, but it's a good opportunity to get a drink and go to the loo and do all those things you've got to do because um, this week's gaff, um, we're going to talk about he's He's owned this. He said it was a mistake and it's been a massive talking point this week. Um, many of you are wondering, geez, guys, you've done pretty well. You're 45 minutes in and we haven't talked about that tackle yet. My gaff this week, um, clearly because it was a mistake and it's going to be a costly one for the Panthers over the next couple of weeks, and it was last week as well. Uh, Nathan Cleary uh, being sent off the other night for um, a dangerous tackle. We now know that um, he has been charged with a grade three dangerous throw because he had a offense earlier on in the season. Um, that meant that with the early guilty plea, he would be facing five matches. What that does for us is that means that Nathan Cleary's first match back after suspension will in fact be uh, the first week of the finals. So the Panthers, the news we were getting out of them was that um, Jerome Luai was looking at possibly uh, six weeks. I know that was a bit of a worst case scenario. He's already missed a match. Given the worst case scenario, that would mean that we have Penrith without both of their halves, without the state of origin halves for the remainder of the season. 
Uh, before I get any comment from you guys, I'll just also, um, you know, touch on the fact that um, with Nathan Cleary and um, his five match suspension, we often take into account, Shano, I know that he was sent off in the 17th minute, I think it was. So I think a lot of people would, yeah. would really suggest it's... It's, it was a six weeks. It's, it's almost yeah, a six-week I, I agree. Yeah. I, think, I think the biggest problem for me was he actually changed his hand position to get around underneath the legs of the player. That The hand between re- the legs didn't help him. Yeah, once you... He didn't have it there and he did it to lift him up. And it's like once... That, oh, I'm doing the action, like you guys can yeah. see that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but but like once you do that, once you chain... Like if you got it there to begin with, we know the judiciary sort of says four weeks. Uh, once you change your hand, it just becomes this deliberate action where you wanted to drive him up. And once you drive someone up, there's only one way they can go is straight back down. So, um, I look, when it happened, I said four, including that week, which would be five. To see five, I'm not... I'm well, not surprised. Five, I know a well, lot five is a grade three. Smash. He would have got... You know what? Had he it's... kept his hand, when he went in for the tackle, if his hand had stayed where it originally was, it would be no weeks. He actually removed his hand yeah. to go between the... the legs. And that was just in response to the fact that the Fords were offloading. He was just trying to change things up. He was trying to add intensity into the tackles. Parramatta were offloading at will and, you know, yeah, it it happens. Carrigan, look, you know, look. Just on the clear one, just to clear up for people, Shane, just because I've had a lot of people talk to me about it this week and um, a lot of people go, oh, I think it's worth this many weeks. I think it's worth this. And people arguing over four and five. Yeah, the, yeah, The thing true. is, it's not it's about actually, the grading. It's the grading. Yeah. So yeah, the, the right. thing is, they don't just look at it and they don't look yeah. at a tackle and go, oh, that's worth about four can or five. I, can grade I say three, this? He would have been if he yeah. didn't have a prior offence. A grade three would have been it's, four weeks. It's the prior offence. It's a prior offence. The prior offence came five. in, and and yeah. the, and and I fully, I, I fully think they took a week into account. So, had that been in the sixty, or had that been in the seventy-eighth minute, I have no doubt he would be sitting six weeks. I don't even know if it was possible sure. for him to face six weeks because well, it was a grade three. The way the grading system they works, it was a grade it, three. I'm they telling can't, you now. Yeah, I'm well, telling you now. They'd I'm have to change the, the rules because... He, he, no, he went He went to the judiciary under the grading system. Had he... Had he... Had it been in the 70th there. minute, they would have sent him straight there. I'm well, telling then, you now. Like, I, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. Yeah, I was going to say, saying, Pat I'm just saying, yeah, That might be better. I'm just saying that's what would have happened. <laughs> Carrigan only got four. Um, look, we'll talk about Carrigan in a moment, Griffo, but I mean, uh, I'm sure the Carpool Rugby League listeners are, are um, curious to hear about your thoughts on the grading of a grade three dangerous throw. Um, prior to the grading come out, I know I was texting Shano and um, some of my other mates uh, basically saying I had a look at the, um, the table for the grading system and I knew that if he was charged with a grade two, it would have only have been three matches. Um, that would have been light. That would have been light. He was never getting that. Yeah. So, um, look, as Shane said, hand between the legs, there was a drive down. Um, 
Grade three, do we have any issues with, with the grade three? Penrith don't have any issues with it so well. But Cleary didn't have any issues. He accepted it. Yeah. Mm. Five weeks. Like, personally, I thought they might have thought about going for a grade two, but I think, you know, they probably thought, well, if we do that, could be looking at six weeks. Um, we'll just cop it on the chin. Um, I think that's right. If he had fought it, it would have been six. Yeah. If he had gone for so the downgraded that's, 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 Yeah, yeah, and that's yeah, and then I, missing it, finals. Yeah, and un- unlikely he would have won. So uh, while I think the offense itself was worth four weeks, as you say, he got an extra week because he had the prior uh, infringement. Um. Which a so lot of no people one, were asking, saying, "Oh, he's only got a fine there," and this is where it does catch up with the players. Yeah. It's only catching up with some, though. There's some of them, they've got about four or five fines. And it's not fine. It's wrong. Nelson is sold for Solomona. I don't know if we're ready to get on to him yet. But um, look, in, in terms of Cleary, no one's complaining from Penrith. I'm not complaining. Cleary's not complaining. They got it right. Mm. Now, there was a lot of other things that I don't think they got right, which we'll get into soon. Well, let's let's talk about the other big one because you talked about the fact that, um, you know, you both alluded to it. He could have got sent straight to the judiciary. Maybe if it was a different part of the game, they may have thought about that. I don't know. Um, like you said, Griffo, you get straight to the judiciary, it, it could work out that for the better. Yeah. Um, oh, Pat I Carrigan... Think, I think he's Four a winner. Four matches. I think now, get a lottery ticket. What's what's something like Bullshit. that worth? Because I, I I know people have been talking about the Carrigan incident and how many weeks it's worth. I actually was uh, today. It just it came to me, and I was thinking, geez, didn't Fumiano get about five weeks? Got for five a, for a hit. Yeah, five. Um, it's freaking ridiculous. Like this is BS. He's the golden child of the bloody origin. And he now was, he's getting the he's, he's reaping the benefits of it. It's a joke. I'm telling you now, four weeks is an absolute joke. He should have gotten seven to eight. That was ridiculous. Wow. We talked about this at the start of the year. We spoke about the intent of a hip drop and what a hip drop hip drop tackle means. The NRL have set a precedent poorly, but they've done it about when you get injured, your bloody suspension matches the injury. Here's a guy who did the hip drop tackle. He's ruined a person's chance, not only of playing for the rest of the year, but for playing for, for Scotland. England. Which is what he, well, mm-hmm. he actually come out and said he wanted to play for Scotland. Oh, really? <laughs> so <laughs> he stopped that. Uh, that's what I thought. Was that because of George England, Williams came, or something? And then <laughs> I heard on the radio the other day, they're like, no, he's come out and pledged allegiance to Scotland. It's fucking Braveheart. But anyway, <laughs> I'll go back to my rant. <laughs> Sorry, we interrupted her. That's all right. That's all right. <laughs> you got a guy. I can't believe that that's what four weeks. It's a joke for no other reason. He's the golden child of, uh, of the origin. 
He's the success story for the Broncos. You are kidding yourself. If he had gotten grade three, he'd be looking at at, at three at, matches, at least one week. At three least one matches, longer. no, Ish. three Ish. matches oh, is a grade three. Yeah, John Dangerous Contact. Yeah, true. That's true. what true. I wanted to make clear because it's yeah. his first well, defense. Okay. He's gone to the judiciary. He's and got, got an extra week more. than a grade three. If he was under the grading he system, he would have got three. Gotten six to seven weeks. It was an ugly tackle. This is, and it shouldn't have happened. And this he is where... actually intentionally. I'll tell you now. I don't give a shit what anyone says. I'll say it. He intentionally busted that leg. Now, intentionally busted that leg. I, you know well, why? Geez, you're not a I do fan. martial arts, and I'm telling you now, that was fully intentional. Can Can I just just clear everything up for everyone? Because rant people, the, the, this is the that current system we work under. It was a good rant. Bullshit. We have. Joke. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. I'm, just it's 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 like. <laughs> Grade three, really? If he got grade, if he got three, a grade three, weeks three, weeks three that, no, listen, listen. Crap. A grade three dangerous contact. Now, this is where we have to understand that they have a grading system. This is why he was sent straight to the judiciary. A grade three dangerous contact for your first offence is three matches, two with an early guilty plea. If they didn't send him straight to the judiciary, we would have been upset that he only got two matches with an early guilty plea. For yeah, a first offence. Two matches with an early guilty plea is the most you can get for dangerous contact. What the NRL actually needs to do, to your point, Shane, is either increase the penalties for dangerous contact. They should actually give, in my opinion, the hip drop its own category like they have the crusher tackle. Because a grade three crusher tackle is four matches. I promise I won't rant. So by sending him straight to the judiciary, they've given him two extra weeks. Yeah. That could good. have been three or four. Like, can I, can I add to this slightly? And, and I'm not, can I add to this slightly? Right. What did Dalfinu can get? Two weeks. What did he get charged with? Uh, I can find out for you. Give me a moment. He got charged with three weeks. He got weeks. two weeks because Creighton got injured. That's why. But didn't he get, <laughs> didn't he get three weeks? He went to the judiciary and got two. Uh, Initially, he got three weeks. What you're saying is what Dal Finucan did in the act of tackling was one week, or what you say, they're, they're one week between them. You're kidding yourself. One week we've proven is fifteen hundred bucks. It's not. It's nowhere near honourable, or it's nowhere near fair. It's just a joke. He should be rubbed out for the rest of the year. You know what? You tell me how that tackle is any different to a shoulder to the head. It's not. I think he should have got six weeks. That's what yeah, the I agree. NRL was. I think that's where the NRL went with the, the yep, I agree with you, That's about had, where it's And at. they had an opportunity to do so by sending him straight to the judiciary. And this is where I think people get a bit frustrated and they, they really understand what Shane's saying and they feel the same. Right. You know because... What? This is where this dangerous contact, okay, three to two, whatever. Here we go. Going straight to the judiciary and walking away with four matches. And this is what we're basically saying is that um, they've, got to, they've got to sort out their charges because dangerous t- contact is too broad. They need either can a I, hip drop category or well, they need to up it. Can I because, just add something to this? Yeah. If, if, I, if I shoot out a line and hit someone in the head with my shoulder... I'm done for a long time. The reason why I'm done for a long time is because they've said the long-term injury impact 
of what I've just done is is, is huge. I'll give you something that that, that the med- I've heard three people from the medical profession talk about this injury. At best, this man's going to come back at sixty percent of what he's got now. So we can talk about head clashes and Alzheimer's and 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 memory and potential memory loss, potential memory loss. What the medical profession is saying is guaranteed. The best this guy's going to have is seventy five percent use of what he did have now most likely 60 and yet because it was an attack at the leg which i think is rubbish i think it's grubby as it's an attack at the leg and not the head it gets downplayed we we outlawed the cannonball because of stuff like this the nr this is where the nrl needs to grow up significantly and and i'm look we've spoken candidly about the judiciary until people grow up and say that this is horrible and this is calculated people mean to do this i'm telling you now people talk about cleary and what he meant to do carrigan meant to do this this wasn't an accident they get trained to do this sadly he should have got rubbed out for at least six weeks and it just grinds my gears that the minute someone brought i'm not talking about people bumping the head i'm saying the minute someone breathes on someone's head now it's it's like on report penalty whatever unless it's origin and, and, you know, bring or unless you it's, know what uh, this attack on the legs the attack on the legs is just as well, bad well, what, and it's a what, freaking joke it, it's just it's just shit house that, that that we can allow this tackle mate you know what Okay, what are you saying to people? Okay, if I'm three weeks out from the finals and we're down by two and they're playmate, what, I can do a hip drop and I'm still going to play finals football? That's what we're saying to people. This is shit. Well, what we're saying also to people is that dangerous contact can happen to the head, Shane, and you only get a $3,000 fine. And you talked about the struggles that the Roosters could have with their forward pack. They won't have those struggles this week because Maria Hargraves is one of those players. He got... He got yeah. charged with a grade one, which was a fine. Um, the other judiciary things to talk about, uh, South will be without Tom Burgess this week, the penalty that uh, led to the end well, of their game in extra time. Fair. That was a grade two careless high tackle with the guilty plea. He got a match for that one. Can you get an extra week for being stupid? <laughs> Butcher. Butcher's out this week for the Roosters. Egan Butcher also with a grade two high yeah. tackle. Um but yeah, all the others were fines. We saw grade ones uh, for Milford Sewer, Tamalolo, Tar, Panay, um, Smalley got a grade two. Smalley, he should have got a biggie. He got he got one yeah, match. He got a biggie. Mate, you know what? He got you know one match with for a grade two. Is Griffo. So he got. Yeah, I'm really making a lot of money. Yeah, do you reckon it goes into a kitty and it plays and it pays for the Christmas oh. party? I don't know. I'd like to. I'd know. like to think that the judiciary goes out for this massive bender. Maybe a cruise. You a know what the problem cruise. is? You know what would fix all this? If Ricky Stewart can say a few. <laughs> no, it was the Ricky Stewart ten grand. They used to bank on that. That hasn't happened for a while. So now they've invented this system where fifteen hundred bucks later you can buy. Oh. I don't care. We've spoken about this. Fine, buy it. But spend ten grand. <laughs> 
fucking does my head in? I hate the fact you talk about the judiciary. I hate it. I think think if we were, if we were not stand talking about the judiciary, if we were a television program with the amount of f bomb shade, I think we'd be on eleven pm on SBS. It ruins rugby league that we're talking about the judiciary rather than about football. All right, stuff them. Let's talk about some football. We've got a ground of footy this week. Let's have a chat about the footy. Obviously, those things are all going to impact the teams this week. But there are games happening this week, and we know those games are going to have a massive impact. So I think it's time for us to kick off round 21. Jeez, unbelievable. All right, there's the whistle and the kickoff for round 21. Well, as we said, fellas, the first game of the round, um, it's it's a big one. Uh, we've got the Roosters taking on... The Broncos. Uh, team news. Lindsay Collins. Um, I actually heard uh, Coach Robinson today talk about um, the fact that they like to give their players an extra couple of weeks uh, off with concussion. Lindsay Collins falls into that category. Uh, he won't play this week. Um, Egan Butcher, as I mentioned, uh, suspension, suspended. Uh, Matt Lodge started prop. Terrell May and Ben Thomas are new faces on the bench. Um, as we record this, we'll probably have to keep an eye out just to make sure the late changes. I haven't uh, got those come through yet. They may well have happened. I'll double check on those while you guys are giving your tip. Uh, Broncos, Hetherington replaces Carrigan at lock. Uh, apparently, Pat Carrigan's out this week. Um, you may have heard about that one. Cobo returns after missing the past fortnight due to the concussion suffered Origin 3. Awesome to see him back, Griffo, um, because we do remember those pictures of Selwyn Cobo going down. But uh, a big game for both teams. Broncos looking to keep in touch with the top four. Roosters, um, they they really need to win this if they're going to be in the top eight. I agree. Um, I agree. Uh, I'm going to tip him. Um, I'm not confident, but I think it's they've just got to win. Uh, I thought they were a little bit disappointing last week against an understrength uh, Seagulls team, but they got the job done. Uh, they got the two points, so they're pretty good in the first half. Uh, poor in the second half, and both teams were ordinary in the second half. But um, there's just so much strike power in the in the back line. Tedesco, Manu, Suwali, Tupo. Uh, and feeding them the ball, you've got Walker and Keary. Um, I agree with Shane that their forward depth is being stretched to the limit. Um, it's a good start in six. Uh, Rhea Argreaves, who I don't believe should be there this week after what he did on uh, on uh, young Fulton's head, uh, which was intentional, um, and he only copped a fine. Uh, but he's, he's there with Lodge. Um, Crichton uh, in the back row, we obviously state of origin player. Nat Butch is a good player, and you got Victor Radley, who um, who is is a high quality player. So their start in six is good. Uh, the bench of Watson, well, he's been good. Uh, he's a good utility player. Ben Thomas, I really don't know anything about. I think he has played before. I'm assuming he's a, he's a big guy because uh, Drew Hutchinson's a back. And then and Terrell May, who, who's made a few appearances, uh, was good in his debut. He played against the Panthers, but no no spot for the Baker. So, I mean, mm. Baker's played quite a bit of first grade, 
Um, so that's a little bit surprising to me. Um, I, I don't know, as I said, I don't know much about Thomas, but I'm not quite sure the role that uh, I guess Drew Hutchinson plays as hooker. Um, I just think they win. Um, and I'll leave it at that because my time's up. Uh, so, Shano, just confirming no changes in the um, 24-hour before game update, which would have just happened now. Um, what's your thoughts on this one? Jeez, I'll rant about many things. I will never rant about Griffo's knowledge of rugby league and about what he said then. I agree wholeheartedly. Um, look, I, I, look at, I, look at this, I look at this game and I think this is... This is the game where either the Broncos say yes, we can do it, or or the or the Roosters say no, we're we're, we're on fire. It'll take everything from Adam Reynolds and um to 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 be able to generate a good field position. <clears throat> Cobo back, Cobo is a massive in. Uh, Turpin there as well. When I look at the Again, we've talked about the Roosters. Look, when I see this game, I think the Roosters win. I think the Roosters have it. I, I just think that with their back line, their back line can score points. If they can get within 40 metres of the try line, they've got some very, very good arsenal to score tries. And for me, they will just get it home. I agree with you, fellas. I think the Roosters will win this one. They're at home, they've got a lot to play for. If they're serious, serious about playing finals footy, these are the games they need to win. Um, so the Roosters for me as well. Okay, the second game of the week will take place on Friday at 6pm. This one's at Amy Park in Melbourne. The Storm will be hosting the Gold Coast Titans. Uh, and there's some good news for the Storm when you have a look at the teams, fellas. Um, I noticed that Xavier Coates is amongst the reserves uh, keep an eye on that one uh, to see if he might be a late call-up uh, after his ankle injury. That'd be a massive in if he is back, but it would suggest he's not too far away. Uh, one player who is definitely back after a three-game ban is hooker Brandon Smith, so he'll be hoping that the referee doesn't do any cheating this week so he can stay on the field for another few weeks. Uh, the bad news is, though, that Olam has COVID and Meany has a concussion, so neither of them will be there. For the Titans, Jaden Campbell returns to the starting side at fullback after a couple of games on the bench. That'll mean that AJ Brimson goes to 5'8", Tanner Boyd to halfback, and the Sex Bomb getting a rest after doing a lot of work this year. Griffo, um, Titans... The yeah, the Sex Bomb. He's having a rest. Exploded. So. <laughs> it was a matter of time. Um, look, I think the Titans are just waiting for their form to explode. It never happened. Um, if anything, the club's imploded, and uh, look, they come up against a pretty good side this week. Yeah, they do. Um, well, I think Griffo's exploded. Imploded there. Right, I'll, I'll <laughs> what we'll do more is, than happy. Oh, we'll go. We'll go with Shadow. We'll go back to Griffo because it looks as though he's having some technical look, difficulties I, I, there. I think when I took when I look at this game, look at the Titans. Um, you know, if ever the Titans are going to pull one on the. The storm. This might be it. It is a way, however, and it is a um, it is going to be tough. I, I look at the Titans. They are an absolute shambles this year. I just can't see anything from them. Um, 
Big Tino has tried hard. They have not used Fafita well all year. You've got now got um, Brimson Boyd in the halves. I Jaden Campbell fullback. I, I really think that whatever they throw at the at the storm, it's going to be pretty much pre-planned, mediocre, one-up stuff that the storm will just eat up for breakfast, even in the mess that the storm are in at the moment. Um, look, I I really think that the Titans are in trouble. And when I look at the storm, when I look even with who they have at their disposal, it's, you know, they could have Olmermini out. I don't think it matters against the, the Titans. I, I really think the Titans are struggling for NRL standard football at the moment, which means that the Storm will win this one. Just going back to you, Griffo, um, as, I, as I was saying, as Shane said there, um, a lot of people will be expecting the Storm to win this one over. A team has been pretty disappointing in the, uh, the Titans. Yeah, I'm one of those people. Um, I don't think it's going to be a, a huge win because I think uh, a lot of their bullets are not really there to be fired, the Storm. Um, of course, it's the uh, first game with the mid-season uh, loan, I believe it is, for North Faluma um, to come in and solve some of the Storm's problems. Uh, North Faluma, for me, is a good attacking player but he ain't going to solve their defensive issues because I don't think he's a real good defender. Um, so there's an opportunity for the Titans in the back line to score points, and I do believe they will score points. I just think uh, overall that even with what I see is two, three, four, five don't look real impressive for the Storm, and, and there's a question mark on one as well. Um I just think the six and seven and then eight through to, to 13 or actually eight through to 17, get the job done. Um, but I don't think it'll be a big win. I just think uh, the, the class of monster and Jerome Hughes will get the storm home, um, but not by much. Yeah. I'm with you. Um, storm in this one. I think they're getting ready for their run and, um, Yes, I mean, you, you're pretty brave to tip the Titans against anyone, even if they, they were playing your local park team. So, um, yeah, the Storm, I think, is a safe bet from the three of us. They are struggling for NRL standard football. Yeah, they've been They're awful. struggling at NRL standard. They're awful. They're awful. Anyway, look, a game we hope that is at NRL standard will be the game between the Seagulls and the Eels. Uh, this one's the um, the feature game on Friday, 7.55 kickoff at Brookvale, also known as Four Pines Park. Um, as we mentioned, the Seagulls were without some players last week. Uh, Saab, um, Tupolotu, Kola, Olakwatu, Sipley all come back to the starting side. Schuster's in the reserves, maybe a late call-up one to look at. Um Jake Arthur taking over halfback with Mitchell Moses injured. That's the only change to the squad that beat the Panthers. Um, as you'd imagine, there wouldn't be too much of a change there. This team, I know you watched very closely last week, Griffo. They did play the Panthers, albeit in um, very unique circumstances, given the fact that um, Nathan Cleary was missing for a big part of the game. 
We now see on the flip side that Eels will be missing their key half. He is key to this team. How do you think the uh, absence of Mitchell Moses is going to affect Parramatta this week? I think it's going to affect them in a massive way. Um, his kicking game is up there with the, the best in the NRL, um, and they're going to lose that this week. Um, Dylan Brown, who's been very, very good for the Eels, um, he's got a lot more responsibility on his young shoulders. Um, it's really it's his team now with no... Uh, no Mitch Moses there. Um, I'm going to tip the Eagles at home. Mm-hmm. Not confidently. Um, my concern with that team is you don't get all these reports of division in the playing ranks if there's no division in the playing ranks uh, based on you know the, the craziness of, of what took place uh, up to last week. Um so, if it's a United uh, maroon and white team, I think they can get the job done uh, on the Eels without Mitch Moses. Um, there's huge incentive for both teams to win the game. Manly, if they lose, they're out. Para, if they lose, um, you'd have to say their chances of a top four spot are pretty much gone. Um, and then they're precarious for the eight, as we talked about. I just think Manly at home, and, and I do expect the kicking game of Cherry Evans uh, to get them home. Uh, Kieran Foran was excellent last week, and I think he's going to add to Manly's uh, chances of winning this game. Yeah, so, uh, look, we know that Moses is going to be a massive um, massive loss to the Eels, Shano. Uh, we talked about earlier Manly have a lot to play. They've, they've lost a couple on the trot here. Not only are they coming off the, the loss to the Roosters, um, when they were without some of their players. The week before, we we have to remember, they did lose to yeah. the Dragons 20 Dragons. points to six. So they're actually looking for a turnaround in form. Um, what are your thoughts on this one? Um, I think there's a few players that really owe this. Um, I think there's a few players that really owe this club a really good performance. We talk about how they, you know, we talk about their performance uh, of just yesterday. They beat the they beat the storm 36-30. And then absolute and then they of course they had the bye, but they absolutely belted the knights. Then all of a sudden they fell to the they fell to the dragons. And last week where they needed a bounce back game, um, they didn't get it. I think there's some players this week that really need to put their hand up and say, let's play for this club. Um I I gotta be honest. I hope they can do it. Um, I'm not too sure if they can. <laughs> like, uh, I know Mitchell Moses is out for the um, for the Eels, but their Ford pack last week was phenomenal. And Penrith are a side who can cover well, who can really shut down any type of break in play, and and they struggled. If 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 the Eels Ford pack do to Penrith. Uh, due to the, to, to the Seagulls, sorry, what they did to Penrith, I think it's game over. They won't need to shut it down. They'll just do one off, and Mitchell Moses doesn't need to be there. I think Kieran Foran and Cherry Evans is the key. I have 
for no other reason that they need this bounce back. I have Manly in the extremely tight game. I mm. This is a flip the coin. It's Manly at home. That's one of the other reasons why I've picked Manly. If this was played in Para, I would have picked Parramatta. But this is going to be, in my mind, this is very close. And I've just got Manly at home. for no other, And you know what? That could change. Mm, yeah, yeah. It could be one of those things where by a kickoff, you change it. Uh, this is going to sound silly. I feel like I'm, you know, on the castle. And I'm just going off the vibe and the, the, the feeling. I just feel like Manly will win. Um, Moses is a loss for, for Para. And... Yeah, I just, I just, I just feel like Manly will win, and I know that doesn't help the tipsters much, but um, I just think without Moses, I, I actually don't think Manly were that bad last week, and they were down a lot of players. So I hope they they lift with those players back as well. Good second so, half, Gray. Good second half. Was, yeah, well. yeah. So I'm going, I'm going Manly this week. Um, out of desperation. All right, so moving on to our games on Saturday, uh, the first of which will be at the Sunshine Coast Stadium, the Rabbitohs taking on the Warriors. Uh, for the Rabbitohs, Tane Milne, he, he's back into the side. Uh, he did have a finger injury, but I have a feeling that um, the main reason he's in the side is more so due to the fact that there is a hamstring injury to Jed Cartwright, who was doing very well early in that game against the Sharks. He was. He was defending um, really well. And I don't... Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it here, but I don't think that we made enough uh, of a point out of the fact that Cartwright went off and uh, that did have a big impact on South Sydney's performance. Uh, Mark Nichols. Smashing, baby. Returns from injury to replace the suspended Tom Burgess. Uh, the other new face on the interchange is Blake Taff who is in um, with Cody Nicarima, uh, unavailable for the Rabbitohs. Um, Wade Egan, um, he's good to go this week. We're hearing from the Warriors. Um, he's going to move from hooker into number six to replace uh, Harris Tavita. And um, Jazz Tavega, he's, um, they're actually saying that he'll be out for the season with his shoulder injury. So a bit of a shuffle there from the Warriors. Uh, we talked about the Rabbitohs and the fact that uh, they do need to win some games. They've got a tough run home, Griffo. Um, this would be one that tipsters, I'd imagine, would be expecting them to win. But don't forget, the Warriors did take them right to the wire uh, earlier on in the season. I don't care about that, Greg. <laughs> I'm trying to keep them interested, mate. <laughs> oh, sorry. Okay. Everyone in New Zealand yeah. just hit off. Yeah. <laughs> We've got two teams running out on the field. Two teams will run off the field at the end, and one of them will win by about 20-plus, and it's going to be the uh, Cardinal and Myrtle. Um, we know the attacking quality of South Sydney. Um, I've got little faith in the Warriors at this stage of the year. Um, they really have shuffled the deck chairs around uh, and some really shuffled too much so much so that poor old Wade Egan who had his teeth broken by Big Nelson Sofa Solomona last week um, who it's, it's a miracle that guy's going to run out not Egan but Sofa Solomona um, they've got Wade Egan's jersey turned round the wrong way now because he's supposed to wear number nine and he's wearing number six 
They gave it to him upside it's down. Upside down. <laughs> so, upside down, boy, you turned me. Inside out, round and round. Well, uh, unfortunately, uh, the round and round of the deck chairs is not going to work, and Souths win by plenty. Plenty. That's my bold prediction. It's actually not that bold. And they need to. They need the for and against points. And mm. they'll know that. They'll know that. So they won't. You'd be really disappointed, as you guys, as South fans, if they take the foot off the off the throat. They've just got to go for eighty and score as many as they can. Yep. What are your thoughts, Shane? Now I'm sure you're going to be pretty passionate <laughs> about this one. Everything you just said. Look, I, this is massive. Um, this is massive for a number of reasons. South Sydney come off a loss last week, where I thought. If ever South Sydney shift Latrell Mitchell out of fullback again, it is not the right move. They did it a little bit last week to their detriment. It stifled the attack. It looked really cumbersome. It was pedestrian at times. Latrell Mitchell, although he doesn't take the initial hit up, what he offers at fullback is just this roaming possibility of tries. Um I really I look I look at I look at the Warriors team and I think okay you know the, the, where are the points coming from they're in trouble um, you never say that against South Sydney because things could happen Cody Walker needs to step up he needs to start finding finals form they're going to play finals football he needs to be there and he needs to be on point I thought it interesting last week three field goal attempts Lachlan Ilias or Cody Walker wasn't in any of them. That needs to be addressed. The thing with Adam Reynolds is you knew he practiced field goals. They need to do that. They're coming to the pointy end of the game. That may not happen this week. They've got to be very sharp, South Sydney. They've got to start with their defense. They've got to limit the offloads. They've got to pin the Warriors down in their own end. They've got to limit the opportunities they've got. And they've got to put their foot on the throat, as um, Griffo said. I could say a lot about this game. I, I, as a South Sydney fan, I really hope that South Sydney turn up and they turn up well for this game. Isaiah Tass has is, is become a really good player. Um, Tane Mill needs to, to, to really show that he can do it because he's filling the shoes of Campbell Graham, who is brilliant, and Jed Cartwright was fantastic until he did his hammy. Had Jed, Jed Cartwright not done his hammy, we'd probably win. Um, Alex Johnson... Top try scorer, just get the ball to him. I, I just think South Sydney should win by a truckload, but I've followed this team long enough to know that's never <laughs> certain. Yeah, fair enough. And look, um, yeah, I, I'm tipping South Sydney to win for a lot of the reasons that you guys stated above. And while we're talking about South, I need to talk to Can you Can I guys. add this, Gray? Excited Blake Taps there. Yep. yep we're going to see. Good. We're going to see something. I think on the weekend, which has been missing, and anyone, this guy's played a grand final. True, he has. Um, the other player I wanted to make mention, just with my tip here, is um, Tavita Totola. I don't know if yeah. enough has been made of the efforts Great that form. he puts in each week, but um, look, we know he scored that try last week that kept South in the game, scored late. Um, but you know. Uh, 172 run meters. He ran the ball 22 uh, times. 70 post contact. He had a line break. 
uh, five tackle breaks. He's two offloads. Um, I don't want to harp on this game. Has Cameron Murray got a post? Well. Has Cameron Murray got a bit of a post Origin hangover? I don't. Are you sort of. I'm I just. I don't think so. Um, Good. That's fine. Move on. Next go. Yeah, I know what you mean. I think it's hard with some of these players. Similar. Did have a concussion in Origin? He, he yeah, did. Yeah. I, I think his headaches from um, getting hit, not not from drinking. Um, but yeah, so wouldn't call it a wouldn't call it a hangover. But um, no. yeah, I think when you've got high expectations, sometimes when um when players have good games instead of great games, we we feel a bit disappointed. But I think most of Souths have a great game and they're going to win. Okay, so now we move on to the second game on Saturday, which is a very big game for the Canberra Raiders. They will be at home to the first place Penrith Panthers. Um, now, in regards to the Raiders, uh, Adam Elliott did injure his hip against the Titans, but he's been named to play, so keep a, keep an eye on that one. Um, you'd imagine Harry and Ira would move into the starting side if he's not good to go. Um, Rapin is back from suspension, so Hopawadi will go to 18th man. Uh, for the Panthers, the obvious changes, as we said uh, throughout the show, the fact that uh, Cleary will not be there. So Salmon will start um, for the first time since round 14, 2019. So there's a bit of a um, bit of trivia for you. Jamin Salmon, uh, he'll be playing 5-8 with O'Sullivan at halfback. Um Stephen Crichton, um, he's, there's been a lot of talk this week about him wearing his headgear. Uh, so uh, we're very interested to see. But obviously with the uh, the cut to the ear and the plastic surgery he had, a headgear would be a must. And, um, yeah, that, that just reminds us all that uh, a lot of the research shows that headgear is good at stopping cuts, but it may not do so much for concussion. But that's another story for another day. Stephen Crichton donning it for the uh, right and effective reasons. But Griffo, you'd you'd be looking at this one very closely. Um, this would be a big test for the Panthers, uh, given that they're playing without their six and seven, who are the best halves combination in the league. They're the New South Wales halves, and they are instrumental when we talk about the Panthers being where they are on the ladder this year. Yeah, um... I'm going to tip Penrith, but I actually do expect the Raiders to win this game. Um, I'm tipping Penrith from the heart more so than the head. Um, I think, ridiculously, I think Penrith are favourites. I I don't know why. Um, This is a Canberra home game. Canberra are desperate to win this game. Um, They're in good form. Uh, Not see too many guys, even if Crocodile, I, I think at this point in his career, um, the guys have got there are, are better than him. Um, Penrith, if they can play like they did in the second half against Para, they've got every chance of winning the game. Um, one to 16, uh, it's still a pretty good team. Uh, my question mark is why is Charlie Staines on the bench? Um, I thought last week that was a just a something that would have changed in the lead up to the game. 
Um, I just think it's an unbalanced bench. Charlie Staines can really only cover wing or fullback. Um, I just think someone, if, if Kurt falls, he's been out injured. He, he played in those two games uh, earlier in the year when Cleary and Luai were out. He, he partnered with Sullivan. Uh, he's been out for a few weeks. He's listed at 21. If he's fit, um, I would bring him into the uh, 5-8 role and Jamin Salmon back to uh, to cover the bench as a, as a very good utility player. But, um, yeah, I just I don't, I don't see the value of, of Staines on the bench. Uh, Canberra, good side. I really think it's going to be a tough uh, evening. Uh, I, I tip Penrith because I'm a Penrith supporter. My uh, my head says Canberra, but mm. my heart will overrule the head. Mm, interesting there, uh, Shana, that Griffo, um, whilst, you know, on the tip sheet will be Penrith, um, actually thinking that the Canberra Raiders might get the job done, uh, indicating that these two players actually have that bigger impact on the Panthers. You know what? I, I thought about this game long and hard, tipping. I... <laughs> I'm so buoyed by what Penrith did in that second half. You know, well, people, people talk about Penrith's first half and they talk about Cleary getting sent off. Penrith were on the ropes before Cleary got sent off. Penrith come out with the wrong game plan, the wrong mindset, they're heading the wrong game. Like that, you know, this club has been clinical for so many weeks. They tripped up one and this is what it cost them. They come back out in the second half and they were together again. I, 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 I can't pick Canberra that quickly. I'm going to go on a limb here and say Penrith will win this game. I think Penrith will win. I, I, and I think Penrith will win because their defence is going to shut out Canberra. I think they've got a. I think they might have enough to to overcome it, unless White look, unless Whiten has a whale of a game, and Canberra win. This is one of these games where again I might choose I might change my tip tomorrow when I put them in. I just think Penrith have something that second half showed me. Had they played, they played the best that Para could offer. And they and and they did that. I think Para's best bet is better than the Raiders' best. I I think there's something about Penrith that no no again I just think that Penrith's problems last week didn't occur because because Cleary got sent off. They were rubbish in that first twenty minutes. They just they were they were they were a shambles, and Para were brilliant. Their Fords especially. Anyway. I um I don't think you're going out on a limb. I'm tipping Penrith. I actually oh, oh, yeah. I think alike. Yeah, no, I, I'm actually tipping Penrith in this one. I think Penrith will win. This is this is me. Everyone's gonna go, Oh, you said that the Raiders are gonna make the eight. <laughs> Raiders will lose this and still make the eight. There's there's my call. Now, Penrith, I think, will win this game. Uh, I think we've got to give a lot of credit to the players coming in. I think Sean O'Sullivan, when he's come in, has been very good this year. And if you look at that origin period, Pen- Penrith handled it very well. 
Jamin Salmon, no slouch. They'll be given a simple game plan. Uh, if the forwards go forward and lay the platform, which you think they would, they've got an amazing forward pack, the Panthers. Um, I, I think they should get the job done. We talked earlier about the Raiders leaking points, and we know that the Panthers have some points in them. Um, I, I do think the Penrith will lose some games between now and the end of the year uh, against some of the higher-ranked teams, but I actually feel as though this week uh, will not be one of them. I'm tipping the Panthers. All right, moving to the final game of Super Saturday. The Cronulla Sharks yet again will be at Points Bet Stadium. This week, they're taking on the St. George Illawarra Dragons. Uh, Royce Hunt for the Sharks is listed amongst the reserves after suffering a shoulder injury last week. May get a call up close to the kickoff. That's one that they're going to have a look at. Uh, Cade Dykes debuts at fullback in place of Will Kennedy, who faces five to six weeks on the sideline after undergoing ankle surgery. So uh, Cade Dykes, don't know a lot about him, but he's actually the son of um, Adam Dykes and, uh, yeah, grandson of John Dykes. So Kennedy's opportunity this week. Um, it's a lot of Dykes. That is a lot of dykes. <laughs> Look, we think that's a lot of dykes, and we're Dutch. Um, we're Dutch, so so you know, <laughs> we hear about a boy with a finger in it. So yeah, I don't know if there's any. anyway. I won't go there. So, anyway. Dutch, but, we yeah. put a sock in it to make it to stop it from flowing. It might be a Dutch ad. Anyway, um, yeah. the dragons. No changes expected. He's stuck with the same seventeen. Anthony Griffin to the team that lost to the Cowboys. Um, Dragons have only won two from 11 against top eight competition this year. Uh, but we, we've actually talked about throughout the year, Griffo, the, um, the quality and importance of Will Candy to the Sharks. That's, um, that's a big blow for them. Yeah, it is. Um, it is a big blow. I'm, I'm a big fan of Will Kennedy. Um, I've not seen young Dykes play, but apparently he's killing it in, uh, in the New South Wales Cup. Um, he's beaten uh, Lockie Miller to the position. Lockie Miller played one game when uh, Kennedy was out earlier in the year, had an absolute stormer of a game. So, um, so he can't make the side. Uh, that, that sort of tells you something about young Dykes, the quality of him. Um, I, I, I just think uh, the Sharks are a good team. Um, they're a consistent team and, and the Dragons are not a consistent team. Uh, they can play some really good rugby league, but you don't see it too much for 80 minutes. Um, it is a local derby, so form sort of goes out the window a bit in these games, but I just think uh, the Sharks are focused on a top four berth uh, they're focused on, on winning the premiership and uh, this is one of the speed bumps in the way and I just think they'll get over this speed bump. Um, I won't say they're going to win by a lot, but I do think they'll be too good for the Dragons who are, as we know, quite inconsistent. I saw the first half or most of it last week uh, and I thought they were quite competitive uh, and then I was driving home. I was listening to it in the second half. They just got blown away by the Cowboys. Um, for mine, it's it's Sharks. 
We reckon, Shano, you keen on the Sharks Jeez, on this one? I can't add. I can't add anything. I can't add anything more to that synopsis. Sharks will win. I, I agree with everything Griffo just said. There's nothing I can add. Um, it, it, it pretty much as it was. Um, they were in it for a while. Oh yeah, the shark. The sharks have got so much to play for. They will run over the top of this side. Yeah, they got. I, I, I'm with you guys. The sharks have have some strike. Um, even you know we we we've talked about you know Will Kennedy a lot in the podcast. Uh, obviously Moylan and uh, Nico Hines have been really good in the halves. I think Nico Hines. Remember back to the start of the year, there was a bit of a question mark. And last year when he signed with the Sharks to go play halfback, a lot of people were questioning if he was up to it. He's definitely handled that really well. And even players, like you look at their outside backs. I mean, the pace, uh, Connor Tracy, I think he's been phenomenal for, for them. And especially he's just been that player that he's been able to fill the role in the back line wherever they need him. And given his speed, he's actually been really great on the wing in recent times. So, um, yeah, I really like what the Sharks are doing at the moment. And I think they're a genuine top four side. Okay. So moving on from the Sharks, we then now move on to Sunday matches. Uh, the first of those being at 2 PM. Now this game is a Bulldogs, um, home game. However, um, it's at Bundaberg. So the Bulldogs playing the Cowboys at Bundaberg. Um, in regards to the team news, Mick Potter's got the same 17 that beat the Knights last week. Um, I did notice, though, that uh, Fatala Mariner is uh, in jersey number 23. I would imagine that if he is uh, fit there, we'd call him up because he did miss round 20 with a rib injury. Um the Cowboys, um, they have, they do have a change. Kyle Felt, sorry, I had to think then. I did know that there was a player out. Kyle Felt is out. Um, he's got a hamstring injury. Uh, the hammer is going to take his place. I think they're looking at about a week or two for, for Kyle Felt. Uh, so it's only a minor injury. Um, still no Jordan McLean. Um, he's still out from that hamstring injury that, um, I suppose infamously, um, rubbed him out of the origin game and therefore he didn't get his debut. Uh, look, if this game happened, you know, uh, earlier on in the season, I think Griffo, you wouldn't, you wouldn't think twice about a Cowboys win given the fact that the dogs were really struggling. Um, the dogs though, they, they, they have had some, some success in uh, recent weeks, but gee, it's a big step up to take on the Cowboys who have been the real uh, surprise packets this year and um, they're in second place and deservedly so. Graham, it's really interesting what you've just said about the Bulldogs' poor early season form and the Cowboys' good early season form because in round one, Graham... <laughs> That's right. In round one... <laughs> the, the worst in, game in the, the history of rugby league. Yeah. Mind you, there were a few challenges to that in the uh, in the preceding rounds uh, after that. But it's the it only prize the Tigers game. have tried to win. Um, and the Bulldogs held on. I'd tipped the Cowboys, even though I tipped the Cowboys to win the wooden spoon, which again, doesn't seem to make a lot of sense. But um, I was wrong on two counts. Um, so the Bulldogs got up that night up in Townsville and it just confirmed everyone's thoughts. Yeah, Cowboys wooden spoon. And 
things went downhill for the Bulldogs. Um, they're on the up now, the Bulldogs. Uh, they've been in very good form. Um, they will challenge the Cowboys, in my opinion, but there's just too much class in that back line. I actually think the Cowboys' back line is stronger with the hammer there mm. uh, with Carl Felt out. Now, Felt's a good player, don't get me wrong, but the hammer, he, he's got strike. He's X-factor. Um, and uh, I, I think they're a more dangerous side with, with the hammer in there. Um, the young Bulldogs backs, guys like uh, uh, Shiraz, Avarillo, uh, the Shoop Dog, uh, they've, been, uh, they've been very good this year. Uh, Avarillo in his best position we've, we've found is at number one. Um, Flanagan's doing his job. Burton's been you know, fantastic, as has Josh Adokar, particularly in recent weeks. The Bulldogs forwards have been getting the job done but they come up against a quality uh, set of six there. Um, you mentioned the you know, McLean still out, but when you've got Jeremiah Nanai, um, you've got Tamalolo, Gilbert, um, and then you bring in Cotter off the bench, Leilua and Neema, gee, they're, they're impressive. Uh, good game, uh, unlike getting round one, but Cowboys, uh, they'll overturn that result. They get the win here for mine. Shana, you'd, you'd think that most tipsters are going the Cowboys. Griffo's going Cowboys. Which way are you going? Oh, how can I add anything? The only thing I'd say is this. I thought Scott Drinkwater had probably one of his worst games uh, of the year last week. He won't have that again. He's it, still got the it, grab. It, 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 it spells absolute danger. I must have. Well, I did say I missed the second half. But <laughs> I, it, it, it I spells heard he was absolute in... danger. For um, for for the Bulldogs, I I I don't see the Bulldogs. The Bulldogs have been playing good football. Don't get me wrong, and you know Matt Burt might be able to put a few bombs up and Kyle Flanagan uh, do his thing. But geez, I this spells absolute danger for this club. I I I look at the. I agree with Griffo. I actually think they look a better side with the hammer in. I. I've got the Cowboys winning well. Yeah, I, I think the the Cowboys will will um, win well. Um, definitely, they're, they're just they've, they've been they've been in in great form, and um, look, it'd be it'd be hard up to to not tip them. I was um, I, I actually think that the Cowboys not only have they been playing well, but they've got a lot of points in them. And I feel like this could be one of those games where I think it's actually going to be a high-scoring game. I actually think this is going to be quite entertaining. If you love seeing a bit of uh, taking football and some tries, uh, this could be one to watch. But uh, the Cowboys will win this one for me. Okay, final game of the round, fellas. We'll, um, oh, here we go. Take us to Campbelltown Stadium. We have saved the best to last. We have the absolute blockbuster involving the West Tigers and the Newcastle Knights when it comes to form teams. It's and, the Portaloo uh, game of the week. Look, when it um when it comes to form teams, uh, teams do the, the, there's no one that compares. We actually have the Tigers coming off a win. Um, so yeah, we know that Jack, Jackson Hastings is out this week. So obviously, um. 
that's that's the major out for the Tigers. Um, Pole gets his second crack in the starting side. Um, he's good. That uh, he's a good pole. For no pole? Is it for, for, for no pole? Yeah. I think so, he um, calls himself Bole or something like that. Oh, okay, Pole. Pole. Is this one of those uh, yeah, P's, yeah. P's or B's, like a yeah. Bolo kind of thing? That's the one. Awesome. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I've got to get around that. Sorry. So, Pole gets his uh, second crack in the starting side. I must have... Um... Yeah, anyway. Jackson Hastings uh, with the ankle injury. Uh, moving on to the Knights team. Um, Kurt Mann, he's in the reserves. Could be a late inclusion after a quad injury. Kept him out for a few games. So, keep an eye on that one. Um Clemmer not playing for disciplinary reasons, so Jacob Saifidi will replace him. Griffo, Tigers in form. They've had a win. Yeah, they should have had two. Um, <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, far out. We yeah. haven't even talked about that because we weren't no, last week. No. All right, yeah. Um, <laughs> Go. So... <laughs> I was yeah, you know, I was I was flicking through the uh on the NRL site with with the uh site with all the teams and they had an ad on there for this game. Um they pulled the ad because it said July seven. They don't even want this game to be on. <laughs> <laughs> the They're said, wishing it was over. Yeah, July seven. Um Tigers v Knights, Campbelltown Stadium. And um yeah, they've, they've now noticed that they, they got that wrong. It's actually August 7. Um, Damn, uh, I'm going to tip the Tigers simply because they are actually playing good football. Um, credit to, uh, to the coaching staff. Credit to the, most importantly, to the players. Um, and, and in particular, I, I think the guy that has enabled them to turn around the form is, is Adam Dewey. Um, yeah, he's been, he's been fantastic. He, he's an absolute quality player. Um, Dane Laurie's been outstanding, but we expect that from him. He's been doing that for two years at the Tigers, been shining light in a, in a team where there haven't been too many. Um, I like the look of uh, Asu Kapoa. Uh, I think he's been really good. Um, I, I think he got over the top of Tony Staggs last week. Uh, I thought it was really impressive. Mamalo's been doing some good things. I think Toa is a good player. Um, the forwards have been enthusiastic. Um, I like the look of Bole. He really has a go. Um, Offengawi, Tamo, Seifarth, Tuolongi, they, they were really good last week. And uh, New Brown, he's, he's come back a new player. Um, if you're the defence, you know he's going to go from dummy half. You tackle him if he gets there on the line. Uh, the Newcastle Knights have been woeful. Um, they've still got good names in that list, but they're a bad team. Uh, Tigers, no confidence, but um, I think they continue their role, Shano. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> simple as like that. It's very simple. Yep. I've got nothing more to add than other than I feel this is the Shano's 
Portaloo. I was just yeah. going to ask, was game it going to be delivered to, uh, yes. to, to Lumia? I think game of the week. This is the Portaloo game of the week. We've got one. There's nothing, there's nothing better than flushing the toilet with your foot, washing your hands with the pump on the handle. This is a Portaloo at its best. Turning around and bumping your ass on the side as you try to get out and open right. the and, door. And then as you shut the door, hearing Yes. Yes. And you walk away, you shake the hands, you have the smell. It's not pleasant. And look, it's. I think a lot of punters are going to be more so the fact that the Knights have been one of the worst teams in recent weeks. All season, really. Yep. In the competition, the Tigers obviously will be buoyed by that win last week. Hastings is a bit of a loss. I still think that's a huge loss. It's a massive loss. Huge loss. But I think, as you said, Dewey's been in good form. Um, the way he, as we like to call him over here on the uh, Carpool Rugby League podcast, I'm going with the Tigers. But yeah, look, you, you Madden just never was know. good last week. I thought Madden was really good. Uh, yeah, seven. Yeah, and um, yeah, look, and, and that. Yeah, Tigers. I'll go Tigers. All right, that's us done, I think, fellas. That's the um, week preview. That's all the latest news. There's plenty going on. Um, Just looking at the games, though, just very quickly without getting too much into it, just from each of you guys, is there a game that stands out for you? Um, I'm I'm thinking for me, I'm going to sit on the fence here and go for two of them. I think the two two of the most important games this week will be tomorrow night's Roosters-Broncos game, Seagulls-Eels on Friday night. Um, both massive clashes. They are. I agree with that. Um, I think Panthers-Raiders... Is, is, yeah, I was going to choose uh, Panthers-Raiders. Yeah. I, 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 I would mine. say the game I'm probably... you know, Obviously, the game I'm going to focus on is Penrith, but, um, but I really... Really look forward to seeing what eventuates tomorrow. Oh, sorry, Friday night. Eagles, Eels. That's such a crucial game. And mm. likewise, uh, Roosters and, and Broncos. Uh, a game really. I'm I'm gonna look forward to. And on the. If both teams bring their best, we're going to be in for a great game with much at stake. So it's it's semi-final football uh, in that game, and semi-final football also uh, I think in the uh, in the game that uh, between the Eagles and the old uh, rivals from the early eighties uh, was the big rivalry on um, the Eagles and the Eels, and uh, I know um, uh, shout out to my niece who uh, will be going there with her boyfriend. Uh, he's an Eagles supporter. He has banned uh, my niece from wearing uh, her brother's Eagles jumper. Um, but uh, they'll be there. I think, I think it'll be, it should be a full house, really. Why wouldn't you get there? Um, Lot to play for. So much so. Um, so I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, I tip the Eagles and... Uh, my tip in uh, last week, I think I only got five. Uh, but, uh, you know, if I can get, uh, I'll be aiming for more than five this week. And uh, just I want to throw it out there. The standout game for me where I think the big victory is going to occur. My joker for the round will be the 
over the Warriors. Yeah, you mm. just cut out there, so just confirming. Yeah, South Sydney. Oh, sorry. So, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. That's right. South um, Sydney. Joker, Rabbitohs, big win. Yep, so biggest yeah, margin. Of the they Warriors. could be mine too. I, I, I'm strongly thinking that's mine too. I'm going to go for my margin this week, fellas. I think the biggest margin will be the Storm over the Titans on Friday night. Storm over the Titans. So, okay. look, plenty to look we forward to. Plenty to look forward to this week. Um, we've really enjoyed bringing you the podcast this week. And um, we look forward to doing it again next week. And I think we'll have a better picture of the top eight next week. But uh, prior to that, we hope you enjoy your week. Good luck for your team and enjoy your week. Yeah, hopefully no controversy this week. That's right. We but want that no rants. Something will, something will occur. No rants. Rugby league. We love a rant. See you, everyone. Next week.